Welcome, hello, yes, look at you. Uh, my name is Pete Morgan. This is the Puppy Podcast. This is where, on one hand, we talk about our two dogs. Four-year-old Golden Labrador Lincoln and nearly seven-month-old now Black Labrador Elvis. We do talk about Elvis more, though, because it is indeed the Puppy Podcast. Uh, on the other hand, it's a place where all of us can come together. All of us who are puppy owners, who are dog lovers... Uh, we can come together, we can talk about our experiences, we can share the trials and tribulations, uh, because it's only by doing that that we become better puppy and dog owners. So if you've got any questions, anything that you think, you know what, I reckon the Puppy Podcast family might be able to help with this, you can get in touch. Uh, we're on Facebook, on the Puppy Podcast page, uh, you can go to Instagram, at the Puppy Podcast uh, on Twitter at Puppy Podcast, or you can just always just straight up email me thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. If you are joining us for the first time, thank you so much for doing that. It really genuinely it means a lot. I know there's a lot of choice out there uh, with podcasts. There's some amazing podcasts uh, that you could be listening to, so it really means a lot that you are choosing to listen to the Puppy Podcast. One of the things oh, I ask, uh, just a couple of things uh, of people that are, are here for the first time. Uh, one, take your shoes off. All right, come on now. You've spent a lot of money on this carpet. Um, two, uh, if you have found us on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or iHeartRadio, I, I, I really appreciate it if you wrote a review. Uh, and if you've genuinely got something constructive to say, you know, uh, then by all means email me, thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. You know, if there's anything you'd like to hear us doing. Um, I mean, if you're just going to slag us off, well, I don't know, you know, put your head in a bucket. But if it's genuine constructive criticism uh, or a comment, then just get in touch because I'd love to hear from you. Uh, and also the other thing I, I ask is just tell a friend, uh, we, I mean, we, we get, um, a couple of hundred downloads, uh, 200 or so downloads every week, which is lovely. Uh, but we, I'd really like to get the message out there. Uh, and obviously we're doing that with some marketing and things like that. Um, because it'd be nice to kind of get a sponsor on board, but we can't get sponsors on board until we've got a, a really good solid, uh, listener base of several hundred people. So do tell your friends. Um, and, and get them to, to listen on a regular basis. Uh, if you go on a, if you're on a dog walking scheme, let them know. If you go to a puppy class, let them know. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we could just enlarge, uh, the puppy podcast family. So hello and welcome and thanks very much for being there. Uh, this week's episode is for the very first time dedicated to two dogs. So our puppy dog of the week. <laughs> is two dogs, uh, it's Minnie and Mia. They are Puppy Dogs of the Week. <laughs> Earlier on, I spoke to their dad, Jeff, and he told us all about the girls. They're Cavalier King Charles, they're 13 months old, they've just come in the hallway now. They are so loving. <laughs> Mia, Mia the naughty one, is talking to me now because she wants something to eat. They're very greedy. <clears throat> they play, they fight. They they give you so much love back. <clears throat> we got the lickies up Monument Lane with them. And they're chasing each other. And I haven't got to walk far, Pete, to be honest, because they just chase each other. <clears throat> they're, um, they're really good. That's Mia talking. 
Can you hear her? I can. I can hear her. She's ready for tea. But then, um, the, the Blenheim's right. I'm going to go in a different room because she's naughty, but I love them both so much. Of course. But a lot of people say, um, when you lose a little hairy one, yeah, you get another one, but these two haven't replaced Isabel because she was, um, she was a special one, Pete. Yeah. I cry. I mean, I mean, 14 months down the line, I'm still crying over her. Oh. But these, these, these little girls, they are so, they're funny, they're amusing, they're naught. Mia, if you lift her ears, her ears up, she looks like um, a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and where but, did the names come from, Minnie and Mia? Well, how did you choose uh, them? Ah, right. We was going to have Minnie and Cara. I was going to, I'd name Minnie after Isabel, Minnie's. So we went up to Cheshire to pick them up. And um, on the way back, Chris said, I don't like Cara. I said, what do you want me? She don't want me. So I picked Minnie after, like, the Minnie's. And we, and we got me a muttonhead. Because <laughs> she is a proper muttonhead, honestly. Oh. She's, she's into everything. You know, she'll ask, they've both got selective hearing. Me, me more than me, know. All dogs have. All dogs uh, have got it. But if I shout across, muttonhead, she'll come running back. <laughs> but everybody up the because uh, we got Monument Lane, the Lickies. <laughs> everybody, everybody loves them. They love them so much. And, you know, they're, they're really good. I mean, you think they'd have a sneaky jump on the bed. They don't. Wow. Where do they sleep? They've got a bed in the living room. I mean, they've got their own bed in our bedroom. And they'll come in every night. And I say to them, bed, they'll run into the bedroom because they get a gravy bone before they get to sleep. Oh. And what would you? I mean, tell us uh, about the breed. Would you? Would you recommend the, the the breed as a like a first time puppy if someone was getting a dog for the very first time? Please, I've loved all my all my. I've had loads of cats and everything, and I've loved them all deeply. Mm. The Cavalier King Charles, there's a love they they bring out of you. You could take food out of the mouth, and you know when you hear uh, discussions on the radio about no doggies. 100% safe with yeah. kids and everything. Yeah. This breed is. That was called nanny dogs um, well, 100, 100 or so years ago. Mothers would go shopping with the dogs and the baby in the pram and they could safely leave the dog in the um, in the pram. If, if I go up the Lickies and there's a family, they run to the children first for, for, for some love and fuss. Oh. They are so loving... I would recommend them to anybody. Well, I can tell you now, Minnie and Mia are our first, our first joint puppy dogs of the week on the puppy oh, podcast. Brilliant! That breed, they give you so much love. They're greedy. My God, they could they'll eat anything. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to take my socks off of them, or you know, leave them in the same room. They are honestly. <laughs> But they give so, they draw so much love area, and they give you so much back. But that's lovely, and like I say, I can I can hear how much you love Minnie and Mia, and how well they looked after, and they look gorgeous in in the photo. And we'll we'll put that up on on the social media over the next week or so. Um, but I I think it's it's great. I think they are uh, worthy worthy dogs to be uh, this week's puppy dog of the week. I got it. 
Just hate dogs quietly because they think they're little hairy girls. <laughs> oh, what's so lovely is hearing Jeff just talk about Minnie and Mia in that way. You know, he really doesn't... These are not pets. These are his daughters. I just thought it was so, so sweet, uh, the, the way he was talking about them. But they are indeed Minnie and Mia, as I said, the first double act to be uh, Puppy Dogs of the Week. And by Puppy Dogs of the Week, uh, this is where we celebrate our furry friends just that little bit more. Uh, there's a certificate handed out every single week. The first um, group of certificates have gone out. If you are um, overseas, uh, there's a couple of certificates that are going to be going to America. It is going to take a few days uh, to get out there, so... Um, uh, just bear with us, uh, but they've uh, they've been sent out now. Uh, and as well as the certificate, you get an episode dedicated to your puppy dog, as well as Elvis and Lincoln, obviously, because it's all about them. Uh, you can only nominate your dog by email, uh, and all you need to do is email a picture and the name, uh, and then hope maybe we try and get together for a bit of a chat, but that by no means is uh, a big condition of it. But you can email the puppy podcast at gmail.com. That's the puppy podcast at gmail.com. Uh, right, time for dog news. Um, and uh, we're going to start in Northern Ireland where apparently, uh, dog attacks on postmen are the highest in Northern Ireland. They've got the highest number of dog attacks on postal workers in the UK last year. There were 67 attacks on postmen in Northern Ireland from April 2016 to April 2017, which was a rise of 20% on the previous year. Whereas throughout the UK, the number of attacks dropped by 7%. Yeah, I just didn't think it was a thing anymore. I didn't think kind of, you know, dogs attacking postmen was that, Bigger thing, and I think part of that is because we're no longer, certainly in the UK, are no longer part of that society where the dogs roam free. The dogs aren't in the garden, or that you know they they might go on the back garden, but they generally walked or they go out in the in the parks and things like that. I, I mean, I've known a couple of postmen, and I've known a couple of postmen that have been attacked by dogs, and they've said it, it is it, it's truly uh, horrendous. I'm just I'm just genuinely shocked that there's still you know 67 attacks on postmen what's that five just over five a month more than one a week that just seems incredible I, genuinely I, I'm, I'm really really surprised by that so northern ireland not the place to go for friendly dog yes i know there are well of course i mean we've talked about this in the past when it comes to rescue dogs um, Ireland has a huge problem uh, with rescue dogs because uh, that so many of them are just abandoned. You just kind of abandon a dog and, and move on to the next one, as I understand it. And there are many, many uh, rescue dogs that have originated in Ireland. And in fact, there's a couple of people out there that deal purely in Irish rescue dogs. Uh, you know, their whole business is based around rescuing dogs uh, from Ireland and uh, giving them a, a a good home. So that is the dog news. The other bit of dog news uh, is the weather. Of course, we've had uh, a fair bit of warm weather, some quite hot weather over the past couple of weeks in the UK. Uh, I know uh, in America there's been some kind of really high temperatures bubbling around uh, on the West Coast, uh, in California and out in central areas as well. Um, 
I, uh, you know what, it's good that it's warm because it's the summer, it's what you expect. So what I thought we should do is actually revisit the topic of puppies and dogs in the heat. I got in touch with a friend of the podcast, White Cross Vets. Uh, you can find them on Facebook. If you type in White Cross Vets, find their Facebook page there. And I spoke to Andrew Miller, who is one of the vets from the practice. And I asked him about th- what the general advice was for puppy and dog owners in hot weather. So, so hot, humid weather can affect dogs in a number of different ways. So the, the common thing that we see sort of on a day-to-day basis in the practice um, is dogs that have overexerted themselves in the park. You know, the owners are throwing the ball for the, for the dogs and they've become um, uh, very hot. So they're panting a lot. They're becoming anxious, stressed. They're struggling to, to get catch their breath, essentially. And we see that uh, quite commonly in the short-nosed breed of dogs. So what we would call the brachycephalic breed. So things like your bulldogs, uh, your French bulldogs, um, pugs, uh, those sort of breeds. And and they really, really struggle with, with the heat and certainly any sort of exercise in heat. So we, we try to say avoid hot times of uh, parts of the day. So obviously when you're walking the dog, you want in, in hot weather, you want to um, choose those parts of the day where it's the coolest um, as well as not giving them too much exercise and almost allowing them to sort of choose what they, how much they want to do. So just out for a nice, easy stroll. Yeah. Um, but then there's other, there's other aspects of it as well, which, you know, some people don't, and, and certainly I sometimes forget about as well, is that if you're walking your dog on the hot pavement, you know, the, the pavement can be soaking up all that heat all day, and then you take your, your dog for a walk, and you forget that the pavement's actually hot as well. So sometimes we have seen sort of, um, blisters on the pads of dogs' paws, um, just because of they've been walking on the on the hot pavements and things. So it's it's sort of taking everything into into account really and being fairly sensible with um with 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 what you're doing with them. Because with with the dogs, is it true that it is just it's the kind of their tongue and the pads on their feet, and that is, that's the only way they can get rid of heat in their body? They do, yeah. It, well, essentially, they're the, they're the two main ways that they... The panting is obviously the, the most uh, obvious way that the, the, the dog will sort of try and uh, cool down. Um, dogs do have sweat glands. They just don't have them in the same numbers, um, uh, you know, in, in, in the skin as, as we would have. So they do rely mostly on their panting, um, to, to sort of cool down. So, so that is a big indication. You know, if you see your own dog panting away and, and panting more than they would do normally, you know, there's something not quite right. You know, they're either too hot or, or there's something, there's something changed mm. that you should just think, you know, take, take a step back for a second and think, hang on a minute. Why is, why have they started panting more than they would do normally? Is it because they're hot? Is it because of something else? And, and maybe just as a bit of a mental check, just to just to think about what might be going on. And I'm guessing, obviously, you know, hydration is very important. Is there any kind of long-term health risks that can come about from them being exposed to the heat? Um, so, so potentially, um, in, in bright sunny weather, they can get sunburn. So, in in those paler um, areas of the skin, particularly. The dogs that have thin coats with, they often have some, some, some white hairs as well. Mm. Um, they can certainly get some sunburn. And, and I see this in cats, but I 
and, and, and less commonly in dogs, but I, I would imagine that, the, that uh, it is a possibility that chronic sunburn um, or chronic exposure to the sun can lead to forms of cancer um, uh, later on in life, as, as again, as a, with humans. So um, I think there, there are potentials to have long-term attack. What we see in the practice is those acute cases whereby they've either been left in the car, you know, and, and, and heated up that way, or they've been running around doing too much exercise in the, in the park. And they're the more critical cases because there, there, are, there have been reports that, you know, when they do get too hot, they can, they can actually die from it. You know, mm. it's a, it's a serious, serious matter. So um, it's, yeah, it's certainly something to, to be wary of. And as, uh, and as dog owners, so really from our point of view, is it just the case of make sure you've kind of got water, you know, if you're in the home and they're in the garden, make sure there's plenty of water present and, uh, you know, and, and shade. Is it, is it as simple as that as regarding our responsibilities? Yeah, it is really. Yeah. So, um, again, making sure that if we are taking them for a walk, that we're, we're walking them at times of the day that are the coolest. Um, I think anything above 20 degrees as a temperature, you've got to be very, very careful of um, because I think that's, that's when uh, 20 degrees, you know, in the in the in the atmosphere. I think that would um, that's sort of our our marker, really, of saying, you know, things could could become difficult for them. But yeah, you're right. I think parts of, walking them at parts of the day when it's the coolest, offering them plenty of shade, always having access to water, and maybe even just allowing them to choose what they what they do and and how much time they spend in the sun. You know, if you're just letting them out into the into the back garden and you leave the leave the back door open, then they will they will often choose how how frequently they go in and out, and um, and you can gauge their sort of response on that really. If you're concerned that your your dog's too hot, then there are a couple of things that you can do. So, firstly, you um, take them out of the the direct sunlight into some shade, ideally a cool shaded area. You can offer them a small amount of water as well. So that if they want to drink, they can they can do that. And also, you can just pour some cool water over them as well. That really helps lower their their their, their body temperature down. But if if they haven't responded to that 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 uh, treatment um, over a few minutes and they're not settling down and they're still panting away, they look distressed. Then I think at that point, then that's that's when you need to seek veterinary advice. And is it more um, something you need to be more aware of in puppies is it something like you know the very young you know you talked about 20 degrees and um and kind of being in direct sunlight would it be the case of say if your dog was under six months that you would maybe not have them in direct sunlight at all or you know you, you lower that, that yeah, kind think, of threshold temperature yeah i think that's 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 right um puppies aren't able to regulate their own body temperatures as effectively as adult dogs so uh, they are more susceptible to changes in heat, um, and obviously their their bodies won't be as used to direct sunlight as as, as uh, adult dogs as well. So, yeah, they're they're very sensitive to those sort of things, and 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 so extra precautions should be should be taken for pups. Yeah, definitely. Good to hear from Andrew, and thanks again to White Cross Vets for helping us out with that. I am sure we will hear from them. Again, um, on social media this week, I've been asking you, what do you say when you are leaving your puppies or your dogs? What is it you call it? Do you kind of see in a bit? What? <laughs> Which? 
Now, I must, uh, I've got to give credit where credit's due. A good friend of mine, Chris Farrell, posted this on his Facebook page, and I saw it and I thought, I'm going to borrow that. So I doff my hat and I bow in genuine respect to uh, to Chris for uh, for kind of coming up with it first. Uh, I will admit I lifted that. Um, so we were asking, what do you say when, when you're leaving the house? What do you call out to the dogs, if anything? Melissa says, we say nothing. Oh, uh, we give her a frozen Kong. This is Kipper, who is a her, not a he, as I said several times. Uh, we say nothing. Give uh, give Kipper a frozen Kong or something to distract her. Quietly sneaking away works well. Oh, um, Cheryl says, yeah, I say, see you in a bit and, I, I, and take a nice nap. Because that's what he generally does in his crate. Patricia, yep. Uh, I, I call out, uh, I'll see you in a bit. I tell him I love him as well. Uh, Matt Jackson says, I say, just pop in out, boys. Won't be long. Uh, a couple of people say that they won't be long. Julie says, uh, I call out, be good. See you in a bit. Uh, that's, that's to the dogs, the house rabbits and the birds in her house. My goodness, Julie, you're probably just going out for some peace and quiet. Sharon says, uh, I say, be a good girl. I'll be back soon. Uh, and then I put the uh, the radio on. Um, June says, yeah, I, I won't be long. Uh, Jacqueline says, I usually say, I'm sorry, I've got to go to work. I'll see you later, Binky. She's <laughs> lovely. Uh, Dale says, I won't be long, buddy. Love you. Nick says, I, li- I like this one as well. I say to our dog, you're in charge. <laughs> which is lovely um kim says i always tell the dogs when i'll be back and when daddy will be home carol says i say i won't be long be a good boy i'll bring you something nice back and then i put the radio on for him as well helen says um uh, i won't be long be a good girl which which is nice joe says i generally say oh all right get in the car <laughs> take the dogs with you Janet throws her dogs a kiss, tells them to be good, says God bless, which is lovely. Uh, Joe says, uh, another Joe, Joe Meek says, I always cowling out, I won't be long. Uh, she says, before we adopted him, I read in the advice book that I had that, that you're not supposed to give attention in case they get separation anxiety, but it's hard not to. Absolutely, Joe. I, I You know, they look at me as I'm walking out the door, and so generally I will say, uh, I mean, Elvis goes in his, his crate, um, so I would just kind of say, just sleep tight, sleep tight, Elvis. Uh, and then for Lincoln, I always say, I'm just going out, mate. Won't be too long. Um, and, uh, and there are times I will confess that I tell them why I can't take them with us. You know, if it is kind of, you can't come with us because I'm going to the big shop and they don't let dogs in and things like that. So I'll, I'll do things like that. Um, uh, Mandy says, uh, see you later, love you, be good, bye-bye, mummy loves you, which, which it's an awful lot to get out. Mark says, uh, we'll see you in a bit, Baba, Suzanne, uh, I do say good morning to the goldfish. When I had a goldfish called Denzel, I used to say good morning. Uh, I used to speak to my goldfish all the time. Uh, Kellyanne says, uh, be a good boy while I'm out. Darren, uh, who is Dodgem's dad, who was Puppy Dog of the Week, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Darren says, won't be long, Dodgem, I'll bring you something back. Uh, but uh, Darren says he does that mainly out of guilt. Um, <laughs> Helen says, I sometimes say, look after the cat and the house, <laughs> which I think is good. Uh, 
And finally, I just I just wanted to put this one in. This was love. Emma got in touch and say, I usually say something like, uh, this is Emma talking to Milo and Dexter, her miniature Dachshunds. Um, <laughs> and she says, Mommy's going to earn money to buy dog biscuits. You can have a nap. Nanny will be here at lunchtime. Mommy loves you lots. My neighbours think I'm crazy. I now understand why. And then we got talking on our social media about the uh, the Dachshunds, and she says, do you know what? These two still don't pay towards the household bills, even though I'm convinced they have secret jobs when we're out. <laughs> that's so lovely. I think that's absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for all of those. Do keep them coming. That's uh, the beauty of the podcast. I mean, we're 20, 27 weeks in now, and that's the beauty of the podcast. Anything that we've ever talked about, we can always revisit. You can always carry on commenting on, on things. All the posts uh, are up on social media, you know, whether it's Instagram at the Puppy Podcast, on Twitter at Puppy Podcast, or on the Puppy Podcast Facebook page. And you can always go back and add your comment to anything, or right on the uh, the timeline on Facebook. Whatever you like, it really is completely up to you. Uh, of course, at the beginning of the week, what I always do is post a photo of whoever Puppy Dog of the Week is. Um, so last week it was Taco, the little Chihuahua, who was on um, who was on his dad's um, d- dashboard on Reggie's dashboard. And Emily got in touch and said, that is one cute little dog. I love hearing about the puppy of the week each week. What a great idea. Puppy dog of the week, you mean? Uh, yeah, I think it, I just think it's a lovely way of talking about our dogs. Emily, if you love it, nominate your dog. Email your nomination, thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we've got to do uh, things that Elvis has eaten. One of the big thing that he's gone, we've had some more work done in the garden and we've had a hedge taken out. So there's like a, a, a trench of dirt now, which Elvis just thinks is amazing. So there's been a fair bit of dirt eating, uh, which we're trying to uh, actively trying to discourage him from. Uh, but at the, the kind of the far end of the garden, there's some chicken fence up. Um, to keep him and Lincoln out of a particular part of the garden uh, around the back of the, the summer house, because I'm not convinced there isn't a gap in the fence behind the summer house. Um, so there's kind of the big garden poles uh, that go in to, to secure the fence around. And then what I've bought is kind of um, U-shaped garden stakes, about as big as my hand. And they kind of hold the bottom of the fence. They secure it down in the soil. Uh, yeah, Elvis seems to have been collecting them, just bringing them in. Every now and again, he'll trot in the house. And it's like, what's that he's got in his, in his mouth? What's he got? It's a garden steak. What's going on? He's <laughs> like he's collecting them. He's brought in about four or five now. I didn't think I'd put four or five out there. So he could well be finding old ones. Um, people have been asking, how's he getting on um, uh, with training? That's been going really well. Uh, we're really pleased about that. We have... For the first time, let him off his lead. And I was going to do some filming of it, but I, uh, I I just wanted to concentrate wholly on Elvis and Lincoln and making sure they were okay. Uh, he was brilliant. He was absolutely superb. Uh, his recall was fantastic. Um, his, and I'm genuinely not doing this to kind of gloat. If you've got a, a you know a misbehaving um, uh, pop. Uh, he's just really, really good. He, I think we've been lucky having this, having two dogs has paid off because Elvis did not want to go far from where Lincoln was. 
Uh, and the, the thing I would suggest, I mean, he was about six months, so we, we decided that at six months he can come off his lead. Uh, so he can wander around. This is in a huge park that's near our house. I mean, it is vast. It is absolutely massive. You know, there's no risk of him uh, running onto a road because there just isn't a road near where this park is. You, you're, you're driving for, you know, a good couple of minutes before we get to the car park and then we go further into the uh, the park. So, he, you know, he's not like he's near traffic per se. Obviously, you know, cars coming into the car park and stuff. But he, he just, he, he was not interested in going far away. One of the things I will say is, uh, if you're doing it for the first time, make sure you have plenty of treats. And I mean plenty of treats. Keep the treats small, because all the, all the treats should be is just a taste of it. You don't want to be giving them these big cubes of things all the time, because that's just going to make them fat. Uh, but yeah, just a, just bits of, um, I mean, hot dog sausage is Elvis's treat of choice, but little cubes of cheese, just cut up some cheese, and I do mean small cubes, about the size, smaller than your little finger nail. Uh, because it doesn't, they just need to get a taste of it rather than, you're not feeding them, you're, you're treating them. And we did that constantly as we were walking. Uh, the only thing we have to work on is just his approach to other dogs. That's the, the, the kind of the next thing to, uh, to work on, which is going to be hard because the idea is you're supposed to praise them, uh, and, and reward them when they do the right behavior. But it's, it's, so I've got to reward him when he's seen a dog but doesn't bark or doesn't attack it. And he doesn't attack it. He just runs towards it in his own seven-month-old way. Uh, but no, he's he's doing really, really well. Um, now, Elvis and Lincoln off on their holidays. In fact, as you're listening to... If you're listening to this uh, kind of the first weekend in July, they are off on their holidays uh, because I'm off on my holiday. This was actually recorded Tuesday the 4th of July, uh, and we go away in the next couple of days, and we're going to be away um, over the weekend, so normally we publish on a Friday. Uh, it will still be published on a Friday. It was just recorded uh, a lot earlier. So, yeah, Elvis and Lincoln off on their holidays. Uh, I'm going to try and speak to the, the boarding place where they're going to be staying because they get, you know, really nice little kennels and they get the radio on and, and stuff like that. So I'm going to try and speak to them. So we'll uh, hopefully have something from them on next week's show. And, as always, more from you as well. Something I do want to talk about, I was sent a great video uh, of two dogs called Chester and Titan playing in the water so i want to know about your dog's best friend is it another dog is it you is it a bird is it a goldfish let's talk about your dog's best friend and keep the nominations coming in please for puppy dog of the week i love love hearing about your puppies and your dogs uh, you can get in touch uh, on the facebook page uh, at the Puppy Podcast page, you can go to Instagram at the Puppy Podcast, go to Twitter um, at Puppy Podcast, uh, or you can email. An email is the only way you can nominate your dog for uh, Puppy Dog of the Week. The Puppy Podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all good podcast apps. Thank you, as always, genuine. Don't ever believe I take you for granted or I expect you to be here. 
Uh, it really is a, a genuine pleasure and an honour that you decide to share this time with me. Uh, thanks very much for listening. This has been a Monkey Pants production, and you take care of yourselves and take care of your furry ones. We'll see you next week. <laughs>